0: Considering the role technology will play in the future of education is now a key focus for school leaders. At exertus Ireland, together with Microsoft, we're here to support schools every step of the way with powerful tools to help create brighter futures. Talk to us today about solutions for your school. Visit exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning. Exertus.ie forward slash Microsoft Teaching and Learning.
1: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan.
0: On News Talk, Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Going green on Lunchtime Live.
2: Well, we're in week six in our Growing Green series here on Lunchtime Live. And today we're looking at how you can make your commute a little bit greener. Geraldine Herbert, motoring journalist, is with me in studio today with a range of alternative transport options. Geraldine, good afternoon. Good afternoon Andrea. Now, I suppose the first thing um, is using public transport and that has become a little more attractive in in, in recent days.
0: Yes, so last month all um, bus air, and local link services were reduced by 20% and then of course yesterday, uh, Dublin Bus Lewis, Go Ahead Ireland, Irish Rail, Dart and commuter services in the greater area dropped by 20% so that is significant. I mean you're talking about a fifth of the price off. Now, the reduction that was in place for bus last month they have already seen a 10% increase in journeys now. It's, we still don't know whether that's people who always use the bus making more journeys now that it's cheaper are they new people who have left the car at home is there natural actual modal shift but still it's good it means it is working so it'll be interesting to see what the impact will be in the greater Dublin area and it's not only Dublin there's also reductions in, in Cork and other cities as well and of course the, um, the other big news was the young adults fare um, has now been reduced by 50% and this is a permanent reduction and this is uh, Minister Raymond Ryan's uh, I suppose his aim to trying to change the habits of young people mm-hmm. and if they get used to using cheap public transport that they'll continue to do so yeah. So it's all good news for yeah, public well, that transport That is
2: positive and I noted that online actually in recent days as well a lot of people talking mm. about the you know it's cheaper now for
0: students Oh yeah Traveling. much much cheaper and they're the people who really count the pennies and a 50% reduction makes a huge difference to them so yeah. I think it will it'll be interesting to see what happens in September when we're back up with more people returning to work and all of the students back as to how that will work out with capacity and everything but at the moment the capacity is there the fares are reduced so I mean it mm. should make a big difference to people.
2: If anyone has a question regarding alternative transport options today for journeying, or maybe of a suggestion if you'd like to contact us it's 53106 is the number to text or you can call us on eighteen hundred. 453106 I mean I use public transport from time to time um, I don't have one of the tax saver commuter yeah. ticket things though right I, I and I can never figure out whether or not it would be you know it's justifiable for me to get it because I don't use it all of the time
0: Yeah, the problem is it's a really, really good scheme if you go to work five days a week. The problem is, obviously, over the last two years, there isn't as many people doing the nine to five, five days a week option that used to be. So these things tend to exclude people. Now, I think the public transport options haven't caught up with the hybrid working model. And it would appear the hybrid working model is here to stay. Mm. I think if you balloted most workers at this stage, that's exactly what they want. They don't want the 100% at home, but they don't want 100% in the office. So I think, um, and I'm sure it's in the pipeline, it probably just takes a while to actually respond respond to these things but I'm sure a more flexible approach to the tax saver the tax saver is designed to help reduce the cost and it really does make a huge difference obviously it's one of these things it's based on how much tax you pay so if you're up in the high tax bracket you really will benefit but everybody will benefit so even if you're paying the lowest rate of tax you're still going to benefit and the idea is I mean it's cheap to buy it first of all and then you get the tax reductions on it so it works out much much cheaper I think you could end up paying about 10 euros a week on public transport as opposed to maybe 40 or 50 depending on where you are I was
2: wondering yeah that because like I would maybe get the bus maybe twice sometimes three like I'll Mm. usually walk in depending on what I'm doing I might maybe get the bus home or something like that do you know what I mean so I'm not Mm. while I'm going into work for the five days I'm not always relying on public transport I'd say there's a lot of people in that kind of hybrid situation who've bought the commuter tax saver ticket and maybe now are only in the office a day or two a week
0: there's still significant savings, so I'd wonder: does it still work out? But the other people who I find fall out of that are the likes of myself. I'm self-employed, so it won't work for me because you have to be employed, you have to be in employment to get it. You know, you, the self-employed are outside of that. So that's what I mean. So by that's the an that, area
2: when they when they're looking at yeah. alternatives to sustainable travel and trying to get people out of the cars, the likes of yourself and others who are self-employed, just, that they could fall into yeah, that net.
0: Just making it more flexible, and then I think the thing about it is as well is this kind of planning ahead that I'm not going to take the car if you do have a car and I'm definitely every good day going to take the bus maybe that's a leap too far for people but maybe if you could buy you know a, a three month uh, pass where you could you, you, had, you, you know you could avail of it 30 times in something. the three months or something people might be more so I think we really have to go about making it just the alternatives uh, easier options more convenient cheaper and all of those things so rather than making the car less attractive make the options more attractive and I think that would be one of the things to do What about those alternatives to using the car? So if you right There's a few of those. The first one I'm always going on about and nobody seems to buy into is carpooling. And I know when you say that to people, particularly in offices, they go, what, share with Mary from accounts or whatever? I don't want to do that. But I mean, honestly, this is something that could work. And I think HR departments, particularly where there's limited car spaces, could look at people's journeys and think, right, the four of you are coming from exactly the same general area. You're coming in at the same time in the morning. You're leaving at the same time. If you all pool together and you leave three cars at home and you take one, we will give you one of those coveted car spaces. I'll get Pat to pick me up on the way. Exactly, you know, I'm sure Pat and HR is far more pleasant than Marion accounts or whatever, but you know. <laughs> now, I know people go, oh, but I don't, I see these people in work, the last thing I want to do is sit with them in the car. But I mean, there could be benefits to it. And I think it's, if you notice, driving into, particularly into Dublin most mornings, it's one person in their car. Nine times mm. out of ten, you rarely see anyone. So how
2: do we make that attractive? See, I think that's great in, in an urban setting, but like, I'm trying to think of how carpooling is going to work in Ballyshannon. Like. Yeah that's, and that's the where I see you all see have
0: to be travelling in the same direction because there's really nothing if, if somebody is asking you to put an extra 20 minutes on your journey to do a detour yeah. you're not going to do that but there are ways I mean in the States it's a big thing and they actually have what's known as high occupancy lanes on motorways and if you have more than two or three people in your car you can use those laneways on a motorway so things like that would be really attractive to make people think do you know what I could mm. go out on my way because you'd make up the lost time for collecting whoever it is from accounts because you'd have that dedicated lane so I mean <laughs> use the bus lane. Well, you see, if you use the bus lane, then that, that doesn't work either. So I think you need the high occupancy lanes and the bus lanes. So what you need to make is, is cars and vehicles that are transporting more than one person get preference mm. on the road. And I think that could be a way forward. But again, it just takes clever, creative thinking. What's the difference of that and the car sharing? Okay, so car sharing schemes like GoCar, now oh, they the Go are car really good as you, well. Yeah. Again, where I see them really working is if you have one car and you don't really have a need for a second car, but you do need a second car maybe on a Thursday night to bring the kids summer, or you need it to do the weekly shop, or you need it to do whatever. That's where GoCar is great because they're really cheap rates. You can hire them by the hour. So I use you're them not. all the time. Yeah, they're fantastic. And you they're know great. it then. Yeah, well, as long um, as you're
2: going on a short journey.
0: Yeah, but I mean, even so, I was checking out their rates for a day—a day trip, fifty-four euros a day. I mean, given the cost of renting a car at the
2: moment, up to. Fifty odd kilometres, isn't it? So it's not, yeah. you wouldn't want to be travelling over and back from from to yeah, Dublin, I mean, basically. Yeah, no it's Fine that's if it. you're going to Curries or something like that.
0: Yeah, it's going to add up. But I do think, in terms of when you consider the outlay that you're going to spend on a car, even if you buy, well, there's no such thing as a cheap one now. With secondhand prices yeah, being yeah, as expensive, yeah. but if you look at look at the running costs and you think how many journeys do I actually make in a week? Could I substitute them with a go car? Would it work out? I would strongly advise yeah. people to at least do the maths because you'd be surprised. You know, you might think fifty four euros a day. If you work out how much your car is costing you and it's probably parked for 23 or 22 hours a day it's a lot of money because even when it's parked there it's costing you money so do the maths there definitely Talk to me about the car club Yeah this is another one Um, this is, you can rent out your car. Now this was a website that was set up as far as I can remember just before the pandemic so I wonder what happened during the pandemic but they're still going I just checked it. It's jointhefleet.com and there's two aspects to it. You can rent out your own car or you can rent a car from them for the day and they cover, there's a special deal with insurance and all sorts so you're not taking it out on your own insurance or whatever. So it's an interesting alternative to the go car again because it's getting somebody's personal car or again if you're working from home three days a week and your car is Mm -hmm. sitting there you could rent it out to somebody so these are all alternatives to owning a car yeah
2: and and that's the point because you know like arguably absolutely the the go car is brilliant for we'll say each of us as individuals but in the sustainable i suppose you know nationwide model we're trying to reduce car ownership more so aren't we we're trying to get more cars off the road whereas that gives accessibility to everybody to use it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And also this idea, as I said, about carpooling, which is putting more people yeah, into cars. Because one yeah, okay. person using a car just con- you know contributes to congestion. If we're all travelling in the one direction, and four of us were in a car, you could cut car costs, cost, car numbers drastically.
2: D is texting to say I'm always late for work, and I like my few extra minutes in bed. The lads are not going to wait for me in the carpool. <laughs> Five, three, one, zero, oh, six. I, I think
0: that's the attraction of the car though as well, is you can always make up the time in the car. Whereas public transport goes on time, and that's what puts now, people off. Here's
2: a great text from a listener who says on the carpooling are you insured to bring colleagues with you to work
0: yeah I mean as far as I'm aware if there's no if there's no commercial aspect to it like you're not operating as a taxi then you're okay. Now you probably would have to check it with your car insurance company but I've had this question a few times and I've checked it with a few people and I haven't come up with any issues. As I said you're not a taxi you're not charging them you're gaining nothing um, uh, commercially from it so it's, it's just like friends. giving anyone a lift. It's like giving yeah, Because a I lift, suppose yeah. the
2: difference is that isn't the difference with the insurance policy as I found out previously is that if you're using your car for the, a work purpose mm. then you have to have it classified as a work yeah, car than but, this is but this is actually just travelling to, work to work and work. giving friends yeah, okay. a lift. Yeah. 53106 if you have a question um, the bike to work scheme.
0: Yeah this is really good but again just like the tax saver if you're self employed it doesn't cover you. It also doesn't cover second hand bikes which I have an issue with as well now I can understand probably it's easier in terms of putting a value on them when you buy it from you know a shop or whatever but I do think there's, there's some again there should be some flexibility there. Basically how this works is now there's a lot of bike shops who are actually set up for this. So you go in and pick a bike, and your employer pays for it, and then it's deducted from your salary before tax applied. So it's it's a, it's a non taxable benefit. Um, there is a limit on it, it's up to the value of 1,250 for, for a regular bike and then 1,500 for an electric bike. Now that also covers bike equipment. So if you need a helmet or lights or anything else that goes with it, once you stay within that, now you can buy a bike worth 2,000 euros or whatever if you, you know, chat to your employer and say, listen, you just pay the 1,200 and i'll reimburse you for that it is mm. flexible in that sense in terms of the cost of bikes you'd probably buy a decent enough bike for commuting for anything between 600 and 900 so you'd still have extra for all your other bits with electric bikes they're slightly more expensive but again if you shopped around you might get one for 1250 for that limit chance are you will have to add a bit more to it though if it's an electric bike because as i said there's uh they're a lot more expensive and um, in terms of buying bikes you're better off going into a shop and if you know nothing about them and just Mm. talking to them and taking the advice because most of the guys in these bike shops really know their stuff but just the big thing about buying a bike is make sure it fits you that everything feels comfortable and do a bit of bike maintenance because you will have to you know possibly change a tyre or do whatever you know fix a tyre or whatever and uh, talk to people who are in your area there's there's loads over Covid loads of these kind of cycling clubs sprung up you know, they'll give you great confidence, go out with them, chat to other people. So, you know, if it's something you have Mm. never thought about before, don't be put off. There's more and more cycling infrastructure going in and it's getting safer and better. Uh, This
2: texter um, has gotten touch to ask about the electric bike and whether or not you need insurance for it.
0: Uh, No, again, it's one of those things that... um, Now, certain electric bikes will come under the new legislation that will be regulated, you know, with these scooters. But at the moment, the same as... um, as electric scooters you cannot get insurance for anything like that you can't get tax you can't get a driver's licence well you can get a driver's licence but not specifically for a bike so they kind of fall into that grey area at the moment they are part some of them the more high powered ones are part of the new legislation so that's still to come in though so and um, if that brings us then to e scooters, yes, I was going to say we yes. allowed really <laughs> like to talk
2: about them in this uh, in, the, in this context about alternative transport options.
0: Again, despite the popularity of them, technically they're still illegal on the road they're, because they fall into that grey area. The law can't, the law currently cannot cope with them because they call them motorised vehicles and they want tax, insurance, and a license for them. But you can't get any of those things for an electric scooter, so that's where we are at the moment. The legislation is supposed to be in. The last time I spoke to the Department of Transport, they said it was in the coming months. I had heard rumours that it was the end of the year, but hopefully by the end of the summer, we should see legislation on e-scooters. Do
2: they have a role to play in this in terms of just like, like whatever about the, you know, the speed and where they sit on the road and all of that kind of stuff. But just in the conversation around sustainable transport options, is there a scheme, do you think, to make them attractive?
0: I think provided electric scooters don't replace active travel, there is a place for them. But I have issues with that in the sense that if they're taking people off the bus and they're stopping people who used to walk to work now go on an electric scooter, I don't really see the point of that because they're not active travel. Having said that, they're far, a far more sustainable option than a car. But the thing is, how do you get people out of a car into an e-scooter and I think that's where we have to look at making that um, a feasible option an attractive option but that really is if, if that's what they do then they would bring huge benefits but if they just purely replace Um, if they just purely replace walking and public transport and clutter up cycle lanes, then I I have my doubts about them. But as I said, they do have aspects that could be really useful. I'd
2: like to hear from listeners today, Jolene, as well, about like, what would it take to get you, if you're sitting in the car now and maybe you're going home for lunch or wherever, wherever, you're going wherever you're going, what would it take to get you to park up that car get out of it and either walk buy a bike, use the bus, use the dart, use the Lewis, the train, whatever it is just to use some form of alternative transport options 53106 if you want to get in touch because I'd like to hear from people today there's loads of messages though from people coming in about carpooling and there's loads of people that already seem to be doing it sterling we'll come to those maybe in a moment um, actually Kevin is with us Kevin's in the line, Kevin I believe you are a fan of carpooling mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, we've been doing it now for probably eight, maybe nine years. Um, it'll be four of us. We'd be fairly, uh, used to it now. We'd, um, meet up on the mornings and head off. Um, and then we'd finish work then, uh, pretty much on time. The company would be very good. They'd sort of let us off to, you know, appreciate we'd all, um, need, need to leave and, 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 and get in the carpool and head home and, um. Generally, you don't have the worries about talking to Barry in finance or stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask
2: Kevin: Do you all work in the same company? You do, then?
1: Uh, Yeah, all in the same company, uh, different departments, um, but the company was, you know, pretty um, open to it. like we've saved a lot of money on fuel. and you know, sometimes you have a sleep as well. <laughs> Obviously, not the driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but, how do you do yeah. it
2: logistically? Do you do week on, week off, or what way does it work?
1: Um, day by day. So, um, I drive one day, the next person the next day, and so, so on over about four, four or five days, and then you'd start the rotor again.
2: Grand. So, you just you, you so, might uh, do one. You might drive to work basically, then one day in the week.
1: Yeah, or it could be two, one or two. Yeah. So it's great. great, and then if if you If you need to answer emails and things on the way up or you you can do that if you're a passenger, whereas if you were all driving in um and then when you get into the car park, then you know there's three or four car parking spaces um more available to everyone else because yeah. we're not taking them up
2: and in terms of um does the driver pay for the petrol on that day or how how do you work it out among yourselves
1: yeah just the the driver will pay um and because we're all taking it in turns, it, 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 it's, um, you know, it, 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 it sort of works out pretty evenly. Now, there might be days where you might be in a meeting and you know you're not going to be in the pool, but then you might go in <clears throat> and do an extra drive the next day to sort of catch up and take your turn.
2: Mm-hmm. Do do others want to join your carpool? Or is it the same four for the past nine years?
1: Um, well, it's probably the same three core of us, three three of us. I must say, actually, I think the carpool's probably been going for probably a lot longer. I joined it about ten years ago, and there's probably the core three of us, and people drop in and drop out. But we generally have between core three or four yeah. of us. How far, how far are you travelling, Kevin? Uh, not that far now, probably about fifty kilometres. Okay. Uh, it, it used to be a bit further. Um, we were working probably about fifty minutes to an hour away, um, so that was a big start, even.
0: It's great. It's brilliant. No, I've, great that, I, think, it. I hope people are listening to the programme because yeah. that's exactly the idea I had. Also, the wear and tear on all of your cars is reduced because you're only putting a car on the road one day a week, you know, usually. I think that's just fantastic. That's exactly how I'd envisaged it working. So thanks a million for contacting the show. Thanks, Kevin.
2: 106 is the number. This listener says, "I'd love to have an e-bike, but I live in a duplex and there's nowhere to store the bike." Um, I hope that this is something that could be looked at. There's one suggestion, Geraldine, and another listener says, "What would make me give up my car? Rural broadband, so I can work from home."
0: Oh, I totally agree. I don't have proper broad- broadband at home, and it just once the kids come home from school, that's it. I think they're actually hooked up to it. It just evaporates once they walk in the door. So I, I would totally agree <laughs> with that one.
2: Brilliant. Listen, Geraldine Herbert motoring journalist. Thanks a million, Geraldine, for coming in today. And just for, you know, giving us all of the, well, alternative transport options that are out there if you're trying to travel and be a little bit greener. 53106, if you have any suggestions, we'll try and get them a little bit later in the programme. We are going to be talking, though, about the cost of going on holiday in Ireland next.
0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. At AJ Products, we offer workplace solutions for office, school, warehouse and environment. But at AJ, we do things differently. Our approach to quality and innovation means we design and make many of our own products, giving a more unique and personal service to our customers. Like our classic and campus clothes lockers, designed and built in our own factory. And our whiteboards, guaranteed for 25 years, only at AJ. Visit ajproducts.ie or call 01 28 11 700. AJ Products. Surprisingly more. Ask AJ.